Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 448 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, and the Sens win streak is over at three games. Well, Ross, at least they made it to three games. We got to be pretty happy about that because uh, there was a whole lot of losing going on before that. So to get three string, uh, three wins string together there, you got to love that. But it would have been nice if they could have extended the Islanders losing streak to 12 games. But anytime you play five games in seven nights, you're going to be tired on the second half of a back to back. So not too much blame there. But is that a valid excuse? Was this a winnable game? I'll ask Pilsy all those questions. We've got a whole lot to get into. Some Send Central standouts and world juniors around the corner. Not only will Hockey Canada begin its selection camp tomorrow in Alberta, where we know Ridley Gregg will make a huge impact. This guy's on an absolute heater right now. But Team Finland, Team Sweden, they both just unveiled their final rosters for the tournament. Are there any Sens prospects? You bet. We'll give you all that information and a whole lot more. But we got to let you know as well, today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look groomed and healthy. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code Locked On for a 20% discount at checkout. That's 20% discount with the code Locked On. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Today is Wednesday, December 8th, and Pilsy, all good things must come to an end. Yeah, we were flying high on this win streak, Ross, and uh, I think us and a lot of other people, especially Sens fans, thought there's a good chance this could be extended to four straight wins. But when you talk about the five games and seven nights, you talk about how desperate that Islanders team was to snap an 11-game winless streak, and they had a good opportunity with the Sens on the second half of a back-to-back here because of a COVID-postponed game in New Jersey the night before. All things considered, it's not the end of the world that they lost this game, although it was a game that I think they had a chance to win. And if they had just set the tone when they had the opportunity, and by set the tone, I mean score first, which of course has evaded the Senators a lot this year. But that first period, Ottawa absolutely dominated. The shots were 10 to 3. Ottawa earned themselves two power plays, couldn't convert on either one, of course, with the score finishing 0-0. But that best chance, Tim Stutzla, two-on-one, gets a great feed across. Was that Brown or Pauly who, who gave it to him? It was Brown. Yeah. yeah, And then Nick Paul actually, credit to him, follows the play and almost gets a garbage goal uh, with that loose puck there. But yeah, the great play by Connor Brown and Tim Stutzla. And Stutzla even has the time to corral the puck a little and make a good choice for his shot. You just got to credit Sorokin there. Like that's an incredible save. It was a good shot and he gets over in time and gets the blocker on it. There was a great comment on our postcast last night from... Cause who writes in, if it was Varlamov, that would have been another 6-5 Ottawa win in overtime. <laughs> yeah. Do you agree with that statement? Absolutely. Well, I mean, looking at Varlamov's numbers uh, this year, and 
man, what the hell, New York? Like, I thought it was a written or unofficial agreement that you play your backup goalie up against the yeah. Ottawa Senators. Did they not get the memo? Yeah. So disrespectful. Unbelievable. <laughs> so the score is 0-0 after the first period, and uh, they didn't get scored on in the first two minutes, Pilsy, but it was exactly three minutes into the second period that the Islanders get on the board first. It was their captain, Anders Lee. Take us through that one. That was a weird goal, Ross. Like I don't First think of I've, a couple weird goals. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a goal like that happen where he does like uh like he's facing the wrong way in front of the net. He does a spinorama shot, it misses, hits off the end board, and then he's able to get that rebound and sneak it past Gustafson, who's not really sure what's going on, and Norris kind of loses his man in coverage there. But this is the thing, like Anders Lee is one of those guys, like he's a pure power forward. Like to muscle him off a loose puck in the slot, you better bring uh, you better bring your hard hat and your lunch pail because that's one hell of a job. And he shows right there he's not going to be out muscled. And spoiler alert, he shows it again in this game that he's not going to be out muscled with a loose puck in front of the net. No spoilers. That being said, Zaitsev follows Barzell up the half wall and takes him away from the front of the net. But at that point, still man on man coverage. Josh Norris. Has to do a little bit of a better job containing him. That being said, after he spins and misses the first one, and the Canadian Tire Center, well known for having very bouncy boards. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of pop in like those, that. that yellow part of the boards yes. really bounces there. Yeah, in Ottawa, very much so. But once he gets that second opportunity on the bounce, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from Zaitsev because Zaitsev does manage to get back in front of the net but doesn't really like extend his stick or do anything to try to take away. Maybe he thought the angle was too tough, but again, yeah. Anders Lee, you got to give credit where it's due. That's a, a good stick withedness by the Islanders captain leading his troops through battle. But it wasn't much longer before Josh Norris. He had taken away maybe a little bit there. He then give us the Sens first goal on a four minute power play that he earned himself taking a stick so what, what area did you call that, Pilsy? The soul patch area. <laughs> I mean, he basically got a soul patch uh, custom carved by uh, Mayfield there. Cause, but you, you feel a little bad for Mayfield because that's a play that happens in hockey hundreds of times in a game where the puck's not near the net, but you're boxing out your guy in front of the net and you go for a hard stick lift. And he goes for the hard stick lift, but he misses Norris's stick and just swings his stick right up in the air and basically... Two hands, Norris, right in the soul patch, and that leaves him bloody. There was no, there was no question. There was no double checking, like, oh, am I bleeding? No, it was, it was obvious that was a four-minute penalty, Ross. And the hockey gods, you just knew Norris was going to get an opportunity here. Just as an aside, let's hope this three-day break without games is not photo day between Toothless Tyler <laughs> and now Josh Norris as yeah, no well. Kidding. Couple banged up Senators, uh, as you'd imagine, from playing so much hockey. Like it's starting to catch up on me. Just doing a podcast as often as we do, especially with the postcast that we're loving. So continue to subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, I love that. The postcast. Uh, And comment on those. They're doing really well. You can get them wherever you get your audio podcasts as well. We'll continue to do Locked on Senders. Great guest tomorrow to take more of a wide league approach on things. But that's a lot of hockey that, that they've been playing here of recent times. But again, this was still a winnable game, even though it was... Uh, one nothing Islanders at the time Norris tied it up. Ottawa was still winning on the shot clock, 14 to nine at that point. So we take it through this goal and we keep talking about how the best players have to be the best players. And they certainly have during this streak. Again, a situation where your top guys come through. It's Norris from Batherson and Shabbat. And this is actually Batherson's sixth primary assist. 
and seventh assist overall on Josh Norris's 11 goals this year. Do you think those two have some chemistry or what? Yeah, I, I think that's definitely fair to say. And we've seen it uh, very close up in Belleville for a couple of years when we worked there, Ross. And this is a pass that like Batherson's able to get it all the way across the ice before anyone can get a stick on it. And it's right on the tape. Like that's yeah, he, he makes it look so easy. That's a textbook pass that is not easy. It's a no. very hard pass to make. And the thing too, Ross, is if you mess up that pass, chances are the deflection deflects it out of the zone. So now it's a clear, yeah. right? Because that's a poke that's going to have some momentum behind it and Shabbat might not be in the area. And you've just given up a good opportunity to take a shot there. Like Batherson could have taken a shot on net there if he wanted. But he's got the wherewithal. He's got the awareness to know Josh Norris is in his office. He's he's punched in. He's clocked in. And he gets it over to Norris. And Norris makes no mistake there. Like, you got to love that. And the, the bloody smile as the goal celebration, that's an all-time hockey move right there. And Josh Norris, man, this guy, that's my one C right there, hey? Yeah. Like, this guy, oh, yeah. he's just making it more and more known each and every game. He's the Senators' leader in goal scoring this year. And it's just been so fun to watch his development from maybe unknown first round pick. A lot of people saw, oh, he's just one of those mid first rounders who took a chance at not exceptional at anything, but good at everything type player. Yep. But you he's try an to tell exceptional shooter. Yeah. Try to tell me that he doesn't have an exceptional shot. And they just fit so well together. Yes, Timmy needs better line mates. We know that. But <laughs> the way the top line is constructed, you have your legit prototypical power forward in Brady Kachuk. You've got Drake Batherson, the best player on the team. And I don't even need to put an asterisk beside that anymore. He proves a game in and game out, but he's a playmaker who can still shoot, but he's the playmaker. And then a shoot first center. I love the having a shoot first center on your top line changes awesome. the dynamic through the rest of your lineup because then the goalie's got to be prepared for a shot coming from the middle just as much as coming from the wing. So Josh Norris gets the Senators on the board and it was tied at one for, well, not as long as you would have liked. This was uh, a goal where... You gotta you gotta use this as a teaching moment for Tim Stutzla. He got on the wrong side of the defensive positioning, and it uh, it cost him the uh, the the straight line to the net. I I might say for Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, definitely. And and you know Tim Timmy knows he messed up because of how off balance he gets. Right, like when you're that desperate, you'll do like your brain is working faster than your body at that point. Right, you know what I mean? Like. In Timmy's head, he's like, oh, crap, I got to be over there. But, like, you just don't have the time and space to get over there. That's why he ends up kind of burning out a tire and he just falls all over the ice because he realizes he's in the wrong spot at the wrong time and tries to adjust. But also, look, that was another, I'll I'll call it a lucky bounce play because that puck was bouncing all over the place. Uh, It was trying to get cleared. Wallstrom, it just happens to hit him in the chest. He corrals it and then... You know, you, again, we got to give credit where credit's due. To be able to pull off a move like that in that short of a time and yeah. to be able to have that decision-making and to pull it off, that was a hell of a hockey goal. And uh, you could hear it in Wallstrom's cheers and his yaz that they knew that was a big goal to get them up 2-1. And uh, basically, he went back to the bench and Barry Trott says, all right, guys, park the bus. We're going to take this victory home and uh, we'll just shut it down from now on. But they took it a step further and got even luckier on their next goal while the last goal is still being announced only 20-some seconds later. This goal, I'm still confused how it went in. Like we said bouncy boards on the bottom half, but this one went high above. Bouncy glass, yeah. 
Ah, that was tough. That one to me was where the the deflation really happened in this team. Yeah, because a 2-1 game, even though it's a tight team like the Islanders, you're one goal away. And I mean, hey, that's when I hopped in on them live betting on the Sens. I thought, hey, the Sens are down only 2-1. They're dominating in the shots here. I think they can pull this off. Didn't happen. Pillsy Mush, classic. But at that point, yeah, that's another lucky play where the puck deflects. It goes high over the net. Gustafson isn't really sure where it is. It drops down right beside him. He says, oh, there it is. I'll just put a glove on this. But by the time he's made that decision, Anders Lee has already banged it in because he's a tough guy to box out and to get away from that puck in front of the net. So I don't really blame anyone too much there. Although, I mean, Gustafson, if if you finally locate that puck, you got to show a little more oomph, right? Like you can't just place your hand on it. You need to be diving on well, it and explosiveness. smothering it. Explosiveness there. Exactly, like yeah. And, and maybe he was having the uh, the hot hand stinging uh, oh uh, sensation. I forgot before, about and that. Did, and he didn't want to get his hand whacked. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's a tough one because that one puts him up 3-1. And at that point, I didn't have a lot of faith, Ross, not going to lie. No, and that's how the second period ended. 3-1, the Islanders were up. And the third period starts a pretty similar fashion, right? They, they get their... Uh, what would you call that goal? Like to, to me, that one's one where, yeah, you get beat, but it's more so the, the macro of going down four, one in the game that you would expect the Sens to roll over, but they certainly didn't. And I appreciate that about Ottawa. Nick Holden gets a very fortuitous bounce. I would call that the equivalent of the Anders Lee goal to put them up three, one where it's like, okay, you get a cheeky goal. We get a cheeky goal. As yeah. Nick that's Holden. the hockey gods balancing it out. Yeah. Yes. His first as an Ottawa Senator. Stick taps for uh, Nick Holden, assist from Tim Stutzla and Alex Formanton. Don't look now, yep. but Formy's starting to get on a roll. And um, after Holden scores, then this one was just kind of the exclamation point. JG Pajot, his first goal in Ottawa when he's not wearing the Senators jersey. So that that's pretty tough to see. Pager had, you could tell he was fired up for this game. Five hits, yep. 59% in the faceoff dot, over 20 and a half minutes. He almost played five minutes shorthanded, which no surprise if you've been seeing Pager over his career. But that was uh, that was a workmanlike game for uh, for for Pajot for sure. Especially that goal, Ross. Uh, like the replay of it, where it's just ISO cam of Pager. Yeah, man, do I miss that guy? Clean faceoff win. No no hesitation at all. Right to the net. He's watching the puck. He sees it hits off Gustafson. Battles for it. He's a little guy, but he battles for it, and he gets the rebound, and then. A sick selly with his teammates after, like, uh, I I love the Pajot trade, but it's tough watching him have success elsewhere because uh, he he was one of the, my all time favorites. I'm glad you brought that up because we will touch on Ridley Gregg coming up. Of course, the the pick they used yes. in the Pajot trade. We also have to let you know which sends prospects are heading to the World Juniors for sure. We'll get into all that, but to finish up my thoughts on this game, and we got to give stick taps Alex Formington, scoring the Senators' first shorthanded goal this year, and again, just showing that they weren't going to quit. They went down three goals twice, brought it within two. Not that that's anything to give a huge pat on the back, but especially in the five games and seven days that we keep going back to, not an excuse, but it's just a fact. That's a lot of hockey. Then to keep battling when you're down three in the third period, I thought that showed a lot of resolve for this Senators team. Something to build off of as they go in a tough stretch here with three straight games against Florida opponents at home Saturday afternoon against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then they head down to the Sunshine State to play the Panthers, who are like first in the NHL or second. They're they're an unbelievable team. And then 
what more do you want to say about the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions? Although they are missing a few key players. We'll preview that game on Friday. Lots more to get into, but first, a word from our friends at Primal Origin Oils. You got beard? Then get Primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get Primal. If you're someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're the guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Well, Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils make bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products. This is due to their exotic carrier blends with oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oils. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Check out Primal Origin Oils to learn more about their full line of beard care products and use the promo code Locked On for a 20% discount at checkout. The combo kit makes for a great holiday gift. And if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to other companies that you've used. We promise you will see and you will feel the difference. Remember the code locked on gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for 20% off. It's primaloriginoils.com. Yeah, Ross, and I used to be one of those beard guys that thought, hey, just wake up, my beard's going to be all right, but I've tried Primal Origin Oils, and uh, the beard balm is really nice. I'm wearing it right now, so definitely that's something you guys got to check out. And look, winter winter is here, and you need to take care of your beard, but also, Ross, summer bodies, they happen in the winter. So if you're trying to get that beach bod for the summer, you got to get started in the winter, and a great, healthy option to get your protein in and help you with your workouts and achieve the body you want is Built Bar. you got to try it, guys. It's my favorite protein bar. If you've been a listener of the Locked On Centers podcast, you know they've been a sponsor with us for a long time and for a good reason. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There's so many different amazing flavors to choose from. Every bar is covered in 100% chocolate. The bars are low in calories, low in sugar, but they're high in protein and high in fiber. And when I tell you they have amazing flavors, I'm not kidding. Every time I go to Built.com, Ross, they have a new flavor and they've done it again. Check this out. It's coffee season as well. It's cold. You got to get your morning started. You got to get something to get you excited. Well, instead of a coffee, why not take a caramel macchiato Built Bar with Whoa. you? Yeah, Ross, this is the real deal. I'm so excited to try this new flavor. Only 150 calories in there, but they're jamming in 17 grams of protein. So how can you get this protein bar that tastes like a candy bar? Go to Built.com today and use our promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. Guys, one more time. Head to Built.com. Loyal listeners of the Locked On Centers podcast can use our LOCKED15 promo code to get 15% off. Your next order at Built.com. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Make sure you're locked on, Senators, wherever you download your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, Odyssey app, or you can subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate that. little thumbs up goes a long way to the algorithm on YouTube. So thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen and or your first watch 
on the day. Of course, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast Monday through Friday. It's been a busy stretch. You can also check out our postcasts after each and every Ottawa Senators game. Okay, Forbes just came out with their evaluations <laughs> for all 32 NHL franchises. Sense if fans I, love this list. No, well, they've jumped in value quite a bit. That being said, where do you think they rank out of the 32 franchises? Well, Ross, I'm going to stay honorable and uh, sportsmanship. You know I suck at trivia, but I do have the answer here. At least I think I, I do. They're 28th now, aren't they? Yes, with a total value of $525 million American. That is up 22% from That's last massive, year yeah. and up 48% over five years. Now, of course, expansion has a ton to do with that. And Ross, I think uh, it's timely that this came out after the most recent sale of the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Like, I think anytime a team sells, didn't they sell for nine hundred million? Nine hundred million, and that's the most recent sale. That's going to boost uh, boost kind of the floor of where NHL teams can be bought. So I think that had a major uh, help in that as well. Interestingly enough, I went to a website called Statista. Dot com where they have uh, stats like this over long term and it's the senator's value over the last 20 years or sorry from t- 2006 so just under 15 years and they jumped so high i'm sure all franchises did from 2012 to 2013 in 2006 the ottawa senators were worth 159 million dollars so now if they're valued at 525 i i just have to wonder what what eugene melnick's thinking when he sees that yeah, and I th- like I said, that sale of the Penguins, I think, really changed a lot of things here. And I think if you're e- Eugene Melnick, like, when you see your value increase that much, like, you can get rid of a lot of stress by selling this team and letting it be someone else's problem and just taking home that cash, which uh, <laughs> sounds pretty good to me, a couple hundred mil. That sounds all right. Yes, of course, Sens fans are at the edge of their seat, hoping, wishing, praying for the day that there is new ownership of the local hockey team but of course that is a situation that if and when anything happens we'll be the first to let you know on twitter at send central or on instagram locked on dot centers okay still lots to get to we've got our world junior talk ridley greg and more coming up but first let's hit our final break here with bet online the official sports book of the locked on senators podcast and for good reason because they've got all your props matchups over unders anything that you want to bet you're all good at bet online And because you're a loyal listener to Locked On Podcast Network, you're entitled to a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This is how easy it is to receive 50% of whatever you deem fit to put in. Just put in our promo code, Locked On. It's that easy. Use promo code Locked On to get 50% welcome bonus. You put in $200, bingo, bango, bongo. That's 100 free play dollars right there for you. You put in $100. Yes, that is $50 that you can put in. Hope to grow to $525 million, and then you can buy the Ottawa Senators if you'd like. But go over to betonline.ag and don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. The promo code locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Reminder, you can advertise with Locked On Senators. Shoot us a note, a DM on Twitter, at Central, or you can check out on YouTube. We've got our business contact phone number, and you could have your words spoken right here on the show. Pilsy, uh, we've been teasing it enough. Do you want to start with the Finland and Swedish rosters, or 
Should we stay at home in Canada and discuss Ridley Gregg's heater that he's on? Let's let's stay at home. Home sweet home. Okay, Ridley Gregg. Should we just rhyme off his last eight games? Or do you want to start discussing where he could fit in on a Team Canada roster? Let's give the stats first. Let's uh, give the lay of the land here because these are some hell of some stats here for Ridley. In his last eight games, he has five multi-point games, which sets the table to tell you he has nine goals and nine assists in his last eight games. That's good for 18 points. Over that stretch, 44 shots on goal. 44. Let me do some quick math here. 44 divided by eight. He's averaging five and a half shots a game. Of course, that one where he had 14 definitely helps out, but... He's on an absolute heater, plus 14 in those eight games, and he has 29 penalty minutes, including a two-game suspension. <laughs> like that, if that's not a really Greg stat line in the WHL, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's that's classic. And hey, we don't want really to change that much. I love this style of hockey, and I love that uh, you know he he has no problem putting up points and just racking up the stats. But also, he can get a little uh, he can get a little edgy as well. We'll we'll say that. Yes, he certainly can. However, remember on our show, he said that his family bleeds orange. Do you think there could be something there where Claude Giroux and Ridley Gregg are a part of a trade for one another? Oh, I, I definitely think so. But uh, this is a weird time to throw in a Ridley Gregg uh, trade after we're praising him. And, uh, I guess, hey, put, put it out there when we're talking about how high his value is. But that would be a trade that makes sense for for both teams. As long as there's an extension, of course. Ottawa not in the market for a rental right now. But (laughs) all that I can think of, when you see Ottawa has this top line that's so good, Timmy needs someone to play with. Nick Paul's got four points in 21 games playing with such a talented player. We love Nick Paul. Does it all. But I don't think he does it all anymore. He can't be a top six forward. And that's that's not a fault of his own. He's just not there in his career. He should be on a third or fourth line playing valuable PK minutes. And I just think that now's the time, if not this offseason, you have to address the fact that Tim Stutzla needs wingers. At least now we're saying that, right? They've moved him to center. He can't go back from there. But Claude Giroux, not only is he a perfect fit for the creativity to go with Stutzla, but he's also a winger that it excels in the face-off circle. So the pressure would be off Timmy in that. Just like that's why Nick Paul's playing there. I got to think that's a big part of it, that he takes face-offs for Timmy. So Imagine Claude Giroux there. Like, that's all I got to say. That being said, Ridley Gregg, as a Senators prospect, as the return for J.G. Pajot, certainly has an extremely high ceiling. The last thing we'll mention as the ties to there is Mark Gregg, Ridley's dad, works for the Philadelphia Flyers right now. So it's a natural segue to that, but we got to get back on track because Ridley Gregg, no question, and Craig Button told us this a while ago, he's making this team. But the question is, is it in a depth role or would he be a perfect complement to a high skill player in their top six. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of really Greg, right? Like the way he plays his game, you could put him anywhere. And I would say, yeah, that, that'll probably work. But for me, I think it's probably better to use him in a depth role. That way he can kind of focus on bringing that high energy, that physical play, while you can leave the top six to the guys that are purely offensive and maybe don't have that kind of... Uh, physicality that Ridley does so personally for me I would I would put him on a third line role kind of yeah it's going to be fun watching him play there right especially after the quarantine situation not making the team last year so we're rooting for Ridley Gregg and Team Canada at the World Juniors that get underway December 26th but 
Team Canada is going to have to wait an extra day. Their tournament starts on the 27th. I'm going to pull up actually what uh, who their first opponent is. But while we do that, why don't we give some stick taps to two Ottawa Senators prospects who will participate for Team Finland. Nobody on Team Sweden. I thought Oliver Johansson had like a slight outside chance, but he seems to be excelling in the... Oh, sorry. Team Canada does play on the 26th. Okay, I was going to say. Czech Republic. My apologies. The opening day is Finland versus Germany. Sorry, Germany. No Tim Stutzla. You'll have to understand. We kind of need him in the NHL. Then Russia versus Sweden. And finishing off the day is USA, Slovakia, of course, after Canada and the Czech Republic. But in that first game, Team Finland will have two cents prospects. And I threw it on Twitter wondering what would be better for Roby Jarventi's development, going to the World Juniors where he struggled mightily last year or staying in Belleville? We got the answer. He's playing World Juniors. I'm sure that's what he wanted, but he's missing 12 AHL games, Pilsy. Yeah, that's the thing. But I I think on that poll, if I remember correctly, I think I voted AHL. Mostly, oh, yeah? Mostly it, because... It was 80, 80% voted World Juniors. Yeah, that's intense. But I mostly voted AHL just because, like you mentioned, there's that's 12 pro games he would have. Whereas World Juniors, depending on how Finland does... That's only like a handful of games. Yeah. yeah, and I hate to do this, but we saw last time Roby Jarventi was in Finland, and just because you're there don't mean you're playing all the games, right? So that's one thing that concerns me. But also, I believe it's a good confidence booster. He needs to go back there and kind of show at an international level, and I'm sure he wants a chance to redeem himself. So yes. I like that for Roby Jarventi. And... You know, Belleville, they're, they're doing all right as it is now. So losing losing Jarventi isn't like, a, it's not going to ruin them or anything. So I think overall it's fine. And I'm happy that we're going to get to see another Sens prospect at the World Juniors. Yes, he'll play in hopefully all the games there. Whereas Levy Marilainen, who is, I said OHL goalie of the week on Monday's show. He was the CHL Woo! goalie of the week. So now you're looking at WHL, Quebec League, and the Ontario Hockey League. So that's great. That being said though, Pilsy, it seems like Joel Blomqvist, who's a goalie playing overseas in Finland, that he might have the inside track to be the starting goalie for um, for Finland. Now, the reason being, a lot of people think that the reason Marilainen came to Ontario is because they actually played in the same yeah. Liga program with Carpat, a goalie factory down there, and... He's 3-0-1 in that league, Pilsy, this year. I'm talking Blomquist, five games. He's got a .44 goals against average yep. and a 980 save percentage. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, what are you going to do there? And I think, if I remember correctly, the irony is here too because UL Blomquist was the goalie selected by the Pittsburgh Penguins with the pick traded to acquire Matt Murray. I know they selected a goalie. Either it was Yoel Blomqvist or it was uh, Cali Klang. I forget uh, that goalie. But the Pittsburgh Penguins went crazy on goalies that draft. So that'd be a little irony if it's a sense prospect going up against him because they would have had the opportunity to draft him in that position. Um, yeah, you're right. That was it. Yeah, so, but also I think when you're a Finland international team, you're going to look at, you got a better look at uh, a guy playing in the pro leagues there. So he's going to have the inside track. But I do think, I don't think this is a closed door case. And uh, we'd have to get, uh, I haven't had time to go on my Finnish scouting trip this uh, year, Ross. So we'd have to get someone that's been watching him closer to kind of see where things are at. But I'd be shocked if uh, Levy Marilainen didn't get at least one or two games to prove himself here. Yes, I would say he's certainly 
not the third string goalie, exactly. which is good because th- that'd be tough because the OHL, again, I'm not sure how many games he would miss or he will miss because he is officially on the team, yeah. but I don't believe it will be as many as the 12 that uh, Jarventi is going to miss playing for Belleville. Jarventi with three goals and six assists through 19 games with Belleville. So he's, and he's an even player, which I thought was kind of interesting, but he's been yeah. playing that second, third line role wherever they need him. And, Hey, if they need him in Finland, and like you said, no points in six games, minus two, and only two shots on goal last year. So the R- Roby Redemption Tour begins on Boxing Day for the World Juniors, which is a, just a great time. And right now, Roby's gone eight straight games without a goal. So to get that confidence boost, I think it will be important for him. Although I did vote staying in the AHL, just playing that tougher competition. Funny enough, only... Uh, he's the only player on Team Finland uh, up front who's not playing in Liga or de- or defense. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Looking at this at the at the roster there and Marilainen, those are the only two guys playing in the CHL, which I or sorry, not even CHL, but playing in North America because right. of course Roby's playing uh, pro hockey. But I did find that to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Another reason I voted AHL two Ross is uh, like I just mentioned, it's not a detriment to Belleville, but. Man, I want Belleville to have all the opportunities to play in meaningful games down the stretch here. So yes. part of me selfishly was like, well, I mean, I'm I bleed uh, white and red. I'm Team Canada, so I, I'm not too concerned about how well Team Finland does. So I'd rather stick him in Belleville. But uh, I, I do, I am coming around to this that this is going to be good for his development because you can always play in the AHL, right? But once your World Junior uh, eligibility is up, it's up. So yes. Yeah, so good opportunity for Sense prospects to play on a big stage. And before we go, Pilsy, let's get some Sense Central standouts from last night's game. The Senators fell 5-3 to the New York Islanders. They're off for the next three days up until Saturday afternoon. So it's a day off. No practice for the Ottawa Senators today, as you would expect. They'll be back tomorrow. We'll have a breakdown of that. We also have, I'm just going to go ahead and tease it because I, I think that she, we're, we're interviewing her in 20 risky minutes. Risky business, risky business. You know that's how we work here on Locked On Senders. Kristen Shelton will join us, ESPN reporter. She's uh, she's awesome. I worked with her for the last two years at TSN, and uh, she's all class, all time. And she left TSN. She's now working for ESPN. So we'll ask her what that transition's like, get her take on some power rankings. She puts those out at ESPN.com each and every Wednesday. So, that's coming up later in the week on Locked On Senators. But to go back to last night's game, Pilsy, who was your Sen Central standouts? Well, I got to give it to Thomas Shabbat. And I mean, it's kind of funny to say that when you're looking at a guy that was dash three um, in this game. But when you start to consider, he's played 60 minutes in two game in two days. Like that's a full, less than 24 hours. That's literally a full game of hockey. He's been <laughs> on the ice in, in two nights. Like, you got to give him some credit. And again, shout out Ian Mendes, his article in The Athletic. But it's hilarious that Shabbat has zero goals. Like, if you would have told me Nick Holden's going to get his first before Shabbat, I would have told you you're absolutely crazy. But this is the world we're living in. And it's funny that in a season where he has no goals and it's his longest goalless drought in his career, he's playing his best hockey. Like, his... Uh, uh, I forget the Twitter account that put it up, uh, but they showed his war percentages from last year to this year, and they're much better, even though he's not contributing offensively. And Thomas Shabbat even said it himself, I've been focusing on my defensive side of the game, and I'm really proud of what I've been able to do on that side. So 
that that's what we needed from Thomas Shabbat. We we saw him when he was put in positions to rack up points and uh, you know pinch a little harder, take more risks with the puck going up the ice. But we don't always need him to be that guy. We need him to be able to shut down other teams' top lines as well. And he's been doing a pretty good job of that, in my opinion, based on the circumstances and what he's had to deal with. So for me, Thomas Shabbat played a good game, even though he was a dash three here. But uh, he, he's he's the heartbeat of that decor. And anything that he does is a reflection of you know what this what the rest of those defensemen need to step up here. Absolutely. Great call. I'm going with Alex Formanton for nice. me. Yep. Goal and an assist for number 10, the speedster. I thought he's been using his speed a lot better this last couple of games. There's a stretch there. And again, he was one of the guys who affected by COVID. So that's going to take away the guy's separating quality. And then now that he's getting his legs back under him, he's playing playing some great hockey. He played just 11 and a half minutes. But that being said, he's he's noticeable every shift. And he's starting to mix it up again. I like when he's at his most annoying. I think that's when he's at his most effective. So I just want to see a more continued growth for Alex Formanton. Giving up on him would be the biggest joke ever. He's he's already putting up, he's playing a minute more than he did per game last year. And he's already now, he matched and then passed his point total from last year. He played at his 21st game last night. He played 20 the year before. So you're looking at a guy who's improving. Slow and steady is the race. Wins the race with him. He just turned 22 years old. I think by the time this guy's 25, you're looking at a 15 to 20 goal score, maybe even more. So I love the way that he was playing last night, Pilsy. And this is going to be a huge reset for the Ottawa Senators. Get a couple wins under their belts, but now full rest day. If I'm the coach, I'm saying don't do a damn thing today and get back on the practice ice tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, they're going to need all of the kind of rest they can get going up against the Tampa Bay Lightning team in the afternoon. So that is going to be interesting for sure. But yeah, they've played so much hockey and they've had so many circumstances go against them that this is definitely a day that they deserve to take off. And you as fans deserve to take the day off as well. What a roller coaster of a week this has been. We'll be back tomorrow to break things down around the National Hockey League. We hope that you follow us on Twitter at Sense Central. Our own handles right below us on the screen if you're watching on YouTube at Ross Levitan at Brandon Pillar One. And please subscribe on YouTube, hit a thumbs up, and all that good stuff. And thank you so much for listening. For Brandon Pillar, I am Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. <laughs>